Welcome to Enlightenedhood, a sacred space for mothers, mothers to be, and mothers by proxy to share how mindfulness and spirituality intertwine with one of life's biggest responsibilities, motherhood. Each week, we will gather nuggets of inspiration, empowerment, and wisdom from wild and woke mamas who are tapped into their highest selves and raising the next generation along with the consciousness of this planet. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, founder of Enlightenedhood, a community of mindful and spiritual mamas committed to personal growth and divine sisterhood through our one-of-a-kind inner work membership and spiritual magazine. Welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you mindful mamas. I don't know about you, but when the weather starts to get nice, I can't focus on anything and I just constantly feel like I need to be outside. So this podcast intro is going to be very short and sweet. My guest today is Abba Sharma. She is a health and wellness coach and teaches professional working moms the tips and tricks they need to lead healthier lifestyles. Abba is also the co-host of the Real Motherhood podcast. And today we are talking about mindfulness and being more intentional with things, perhaps like the mom groups you're a part of on Facebook, perhaps how to be more mindful and intentional with your mealtimes. I know for me, with this quarantine time, there have been some huge shifts and mindful practices that I've been able to implement into my daily life. But there's also some places where I feel like I have not been the most intentional. Eating is definitely one of those. We have kind of not really been very mindful about our mealtimes but working on it, it's also hard when you have a toddler who does not like sitting in a high chair. But anyway, we're also talking about just ways as moms to add more mindful moments into our days. And a lot of times we know we might need more than five minutes, but kind of have to break that up throughout our day. And that's kind of one thing I think I've mastered is that my daily practice tends to be broken up instead of one set huge chunk of time throughout the day. And that's really helped me kind of sneak it in when I can and really go with the ebb and flow of the day and also have little really mindful and intentional moments to look forward to. So that's something just to consider if you feel like you really can't fit it into your day, just sneak it in where you can. So without further ado, here's Abba. When did mindfulness become part of your life? Were you always mindful or did you discover it in motherhood? What was that turning point to living more intentionally? Yeah, so growing up, so both both my parents, they're, uh, they're Indian Hindu. So we, I had a conservative upbringing culturally, but, and I, you know, we did a lot of the rituals that were Hindu rituals, but I never really had an understanding of them. And I think a huge part of that was, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, in the late eighties and the nineties, it was like, you almost were trying to hide your ethnic identity Mm. or your individualness. So, you know, uh, I was kind of trying to turn away from it or, 
you know, okay, that's not cool. Um, and so, you know, I didn't have a really big understanding of it. And then it was really only, um, actually about a, almost a decade ago. Um, so I was single, uh, you know, trying to figure myself out, uh, you know, I was approaching 30 and, um, you know, of course I was looking for someone to, um, you know, marry and build a life with, and, uh, just found myself kind of stuck with repeating the same patterns over and over in relationships. Mm. And so I was introduced to a life coach and, uh, I had never seen a coach before. And so after the first session, she had asked me, have you heard of law of attraction? And I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so she said, okay, well, you know, I recommend you get this book. You can buy it online. It's called law of attraction and action. She's like, I'm sure if you, you go online and you type in law of attraction, you'll find a million and one thing. So I bought the book and, you know, it's, it's a quick, fairly quick read. And I said, oh, I said, well, in some ways I've kind of had this type of mindset in the, in the way of how I just treat people in general. So, um, you know, growing up, my parents did teach me, okay, you know, treat others the way you'd want to treat, uh, you'd want them to treat you and, um, you know, respect others. But, um, I, wasn't familiar with, you know, manifesting and putting out into the universe and uh, energy. So it was after reading that book that I really started to focus on, okay, what keeps leading me down this path of repeating the same pattern in relationships? And what do I really desire or want for my future? And uh, it was literally, gosh, a couple months later that I met my now husband, uh, we met online and, uh, and this was after having tried online dating and, you know, been unhappy with it. And I said, no, let me give it another go and go into it with positive thinking. So that was kind of my first foray into, you know, mindfulness and uh, spirituality. Mm. So that was 10 years ago. What was it like stepping into that space and kind of having that mindset shift? Because I don't, the, it wasn't really mainstream back then. It was more kind of just this really niche, I think, part that I, I don't even remember hearing the word or the buzzword mindfulness, maybe until like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So did it kind of feel like you were on an island all by yourself practicing this thing <laughs> to like attract what you want uh, alone? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was like, you know, or they call it like the, it's very wooey and, yes. you know, you like, you know, I remember I had the book with me and I was like at, at Starbucks and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should pull it out of my bag. To, you know, am I going to get all these looks? Uh, so definitely it was, yeah, definitely stepping into a different world. And then I remember my, my husband, he was, he had seen that on my bookshelf and he said, what's this? And so then I told him the, you know, the story behind how I 
you know, was led to get the book and then meet him. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did you tell him that you manifested him? (laughs) (laughs) I did. And it's, it's so interesting because I told him, I said, you know, before I read that book, I thought, you know, I'm not, if I'm going to meet someone, it's going to be just, I run into them and it's like a romantic comedy, romantic story. I don't think this online thing's going to work for me. And then I told him it was after I read the book that my mindset shifted and I said, let's try this again. So um, then he laughs and he says, oh, then I'm, I, I got to be the lucky one. I said, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Having that be the foundation of your relationship as you kind of went further into your mindfulness and spiritual practice, did that make it easier to kind of have an open discussion about it with him? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, You know, he, I I would say I'm definitely far more into, you know, the spiritual and Mm -hmm. the, the woo. And, um, but yeah, he, he, when I broke down the, the basis behind the the law of attraction, he said, okay, that, you know, what you put out into the universe comes back to you. He's like, yeah, I definitely believe in that. So, um, yeah, he was really open to hearing about it. I feel like when I tell my husband, no, you have to act like you already have it. (laughs) That, that just like goes right over his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes when he sees some of the books that I check out or that I buy, you know, he's very supportive and, but yeah, sometimes he's like, why do you need to, to, to read that? I'm like, because you have to, you know, embody it and, um, you know, these are the books that help us to go, you know, further along our journey. So what was that, that next step in the journey? Like you are into mindfulness, spirituality, law of attraction, but how did it bring you into this new space of where you are now? So after we got married, um, you know, of course your, your focus starts to shift like, okay, we're married and, you know, we have to find a place to live and start thinking about having kids. And so I started to be very focused on all of that. Um, and I think probably wasn't practicing, you know, the mindfulness and taking time out for myself, um, as much as I was, you know, prior to, to getting married. And then, when I had my daughter, uh, who's now five, um, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, uh, just the emotions that you go through. And I know you've gone through this more recently, um, than I have. It's, it's a lot. And, and, and there's a lot of anxiety and anxiousness with it. Um, you know, I found myself, putting her to sleep. And then it would be like 11 o'clock at night. And I said, okay, now I can have coffee and go on Facebook. And I, I was like consuming information that was stressing me out, you know, from mm. mom groups that, you know, there, there wasn't mindfulness or spirituality. It was more just a lot of, uh, stories that, I probably didn't need to hear that Mm. made me scared or afraid of the Mm -hmm. what ifs. So, um, it was at that point I realized, you know, I, I used to, you know, 
wind down an hour or two before bedtime and um, not be on the phone all the time. Because after I had my daughter was when I discovered Instagram. Uh, otherwise, I was like, oh, that's just something for teenagers. I, you mm. know, why, <laughs> why would I look at that? Um, and, it, and, you know, of course, realistically, as a parent, you know, you're not going to be able to have or, or you may not be able to have three hours of just you time or alone time. But I was like, I need to change something here because I'm going to sleep stressed and I'm waking up stressed and it's becoming this cycle mm. all over again. So it was really when she was approaching a year that I said, you know, I need to at least carve out five minutes uh, in the morning or in the evening where it's just me. I don't have the phone. I, you know, not checking the computer and I am enjoying my morning coffee or I'm journaling. And I prefer to do that in the morning, but you know, sometimes I'll end up fitting it in at the end of the day. So that was when I started to feel less heavy and less stressed mentally mm -hmm. because I was doing just that five minutes. And that in itself kind of eased the anxiousness that I was feeling. Yeah, I think you made a really good point about mom groups and how they can be more triggering than yeah. helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, of course, every every woman, every mom is different. And I, I think sometimes, too, on forums and Facebook groups, um, typed out emotions Hmm. Come across like the, just seeing those words over and over or someone shares a link of a story and then you go down this rabbit hole, you click on the link and it takes you to like the local news station. Yes. So uh, definitely things like that. You know, there's certain groups that friends had added me to. They said, oh, you're a mom now. You should be part of this group. And, uh, you know, I learned like, okay, I don't have to join every group. Yes. Or I can turn off notifications. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard because as moms and just as women in general, we're so innately drawn to having community and fostering community. So when we become a mom, we're kind of thrown into this huge community that isn't always serving our highest purpose. Yeah. And it's almost like we think, okay, we need to, to, uh, or this thought almost prevails like, okay, well, you're a mom now. So that prevails. Whereas, you know, my feeling is, okay, well, I'm a woman and I'm also a mom mm -hmm. and a wife and, you know, we can still, um, nurture what, we want like our, you know, desires, our goals, you know, those, um, the hobbies, the passion, the, the businesses and still be excellent wives, excellent spouses, excellent mothers. Um, it's, it's a lot about what you want, not the, the, I, I dislike this phrase, have it all because mm. that makes it seem like if you say, our mom that doesn't, you know, meal prep for all your kids that you're not having it all, but it real in reality, you're having all the things that you desire and, you know, maybe, mm -hmm. um, finding a, a easier way or more of a, a shortcut to 
feeding your kids and keeping them healthy works for you. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that was the biggest turnoff for me for motherhood was this really weird rhetoric that we place on women who are mothers and kind of we've boiled down our identity to just being mothers and that it just it just feels like it takes so much of our power away when we just it just seems like after we become a mother and we physically give birth or adopt a child and now we're in this leadership position that now we are only mom and i feel like that's just a very detrimental thing especially as we're rediscovering this new identity and finding these tools like those five minutes to help us find the peace and the calm and reconnect with who we truly are. Yeah, definitely. We, we're, uh, we're, we're better mothers and better partners and spouses if we take that time out for ourselves. So did your five minutes, did it transform into more? (laughs) Yes. Over time it has. And I, you know, of course I'm human and there are times when, you know, I, there's days where it's not happened. And of course, then I feel it the next day. And then I, but the good part is because I have that foundation, I know, oh, okay. I feel uneasy today. Oh, that's right. I just rushed myself and I didn't make time to, you know, journal out for a couple of minutes or, you know, for some reason, I decided that I really needed to look at that text that was sent by someone at like 10 o'clock at night. So it's, it's, it's great because, you know, I know that I'm human. Whereas before, like, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would say, Oh, I screwed up. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I'm a failure at this, but you know, in, in every aspect of life, we, learn from say setbacks or not being quote unquote perfect. So yeah, it's definitely, uh, gone beyond five minutes. Um, as often as possible, I try to have all the screens off about an hour before bedtime. You know, sometimes that's not possible, but, um, you know, definitely bedtimes, uh, and then, you know, for myself, the at least five minutes. And then for the meal times, I definitely, um, you know, I encourage my daughter to actually sit with me at the table and eat and, you know, talk about what we're eating uh, versus sitting in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but we're not always able to have like a three of us sit down meal, but we take turns sitting with her and, and just talking about, you know, how was her day at school or, um, talking about what she's eating. And, you know, she tells me she doesn't like something. Okay. Well, why don't you like it? Um, so yeah, it's definitely made a huge difference because there was a point when, you know, when she started watching, you know, the typical, uh, preschool cartoons that she's, she said, oh, I, I need to have a snack when I sit down and uh, watch the show. I said, well, you can have your snack and enjoy it, and then you can watch the show. So we, we try to enforce that. And, um, you know, of course, there are times when she's got goldfish and she's watching, you know, Barbie or whatever's on. Um, but, yeah, we try to stick to that as much as possible. How has 
being more intentional and mindful with your mealtimes, how has that translated to the rest of your day and relationships in your family? So when I first started, you know, when she, when she was a baby making that time for myself, um, I still found myself feeling hungry, even though I had eaten, you know, good portion meals and, you know, had healthy foods. And then I realized, oh, I'm eating, but I'm scrolling through my phone Mm. or yeah. Or I have the computer on and, you know, these multiple notifications pop up and I said, well, that, that defeats the purpose. I'm not even paying attention to what I'm eating. So, uh, that's another area where I've been conscientious of, okay, turn the phone upside down. You can go back to it in 15 minutes. Um, you know, turning off the computer or at least turning, you know, turning off the screen. So you're not constantly seeing that flickering. Um, that's definitely translated into me being more aware of what I'm eating and intuitive with my feelings when I'm eating. Cause I was definitely feeling like overstuffed, bloated, and then tired because I was overeating. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's definitely made a huge difference. And then in terms of relationships, uh, you know, so now my husband, he, uh, when we sit down and talk, he actually pretty automatically without even thinking about it, takes his phone out of his pocket and turns it upside down uh, so that he's not constantly reaching for it. Cause you know, he, he's aware, he's told me, he's like, I know I have this bad habit. The phone's in my pocket and, you know, constantly, constantly getting, you know, emails from work and he's got a million group texts going on with his friends. So he said, you know, I really want to talk to you. So I'm going to put this down. I think you made such a good point about when we're not even conscious about what we're putting in our body, just the effect it can have. I was, I was listening to something. I can't even, I've been reading and listening to audiobooks so much, but talking about how a relationship with food is the most intimate relationship that we have because we're literally ingesting it. And to be more mindful as we're doing that, I think in creating that energy around that and what we're putting in our body, that's such a good point that you bring up. And we might not even be realizing when we're kind of shoving food in our face and trying to get that meal over with so we can, cause I know for me, by the time I put my daughter down for a nap, I usually haven't eaten breakfast. And by this point I'm starving. And of course I yeah. am in the terrible habit of like standing and eating breakfast just so I can get everything on my to-do list done. But that is something I am trying to change. But when we're not as intentional or mindful with it, it can have effects that we're not even really aware of. Yeah. And especially if, you know, you brought from say childhood, certain just beliefs centered around food, because we get so much ingrained from a young age from, you know, our family members, um, you know, classmates, stuff we hear, you know, about, um, you know, clean your plate or, you know, Mm. okay, you've been good. So you get to have this, or you've been, bad so you can't have this to eat and then we're carrying that with us and then on top of that we have this extra level of okay well our minds are just distracted by the phone um so that can lead to a lot of you know emotional 
uh, or emotionally related eating, um, binge eating. And then, you know, of course, um, as moms and as parents, it's like we, you mentioned the to-do list, Mm -hmm. um, which, yeah, sometimes that can be fairly long. And I, I'm trying to think, I think it was on Kathy Heller's podcast where she had a guest on and I'm blanking on who her guest was that mentioned that, you know, really on your to-do list, there may be three things that are urgent or important. So making, highlighting those for the day and making those your things that must get done Mm. because we get overwhelmed by seeing this like 20 bullet point list of things. And then sometimes nothing gets done. Yep. Mm -hmm. Especially now as we're all home and trying to (laughs) juggle work and watching our kids and possibly homeschooling and then trying to have free time to ourselves. I'm sure those to-do lists are very long (laughs) and ever growing. I know for me, it definitely is. And I mean, I'm used to this. Not much has really changed for me, but just the whole, just how everything around us has changed and in the house, it's, it's just, it's a complete new ball game. Yeah. Prepping, prepping to just, you know, do something simple, like go to the grocery store. Uh, yeah. It's, it's did that this morning. It was just <laughs> like, <laughs> because with here in New Jersey, we, you, you have two choices. Basically one is to log onto your computer at midnight and select a curbside pickup time for like uh, a, a week and a uh-huh. half in the future. Or you can go to the grocery store with your mask and your gloves and wait in a line that wraps around the building outside where it somehow turned into winter again here in the wind and wait to be let into the store as people come out. So there's not really either is not a great option. So yeah, it takes a lot of energy to do the grocery shopping and then have to be very mindful and intentional with exactly what you're getting and then make good use out of it. So you don't have to go back. (laughs) Yeah. I tell a lot of the the women I work with, I was like, you know, don't, don't stress yourself out if like, you know, like, cause I did this to myself the other day. I said, oh my gosh, all the low sodium veggie broth is gone. Like, what am I going to do? And I said, you know, just buy the regular veggie broth. It's okay. Like, (laughs) like, like having that little bit of extra sodium one time is, is you're going to be all right. I know it's adaptability. Exactly. is, (laughs) Is key. And I think it just makes a good point that no matter whether we're quarantining or we're a busy mom who works or we're a mom who is home with her kids, there's a lot of awareness and attentionality that has to go into our every moment. Oh, definitely. Especially more so now than ever because our, yeah, our 24 hours is a little different. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I keep seeing memes all over Instagram that with moms being like, someone asking them, how's it having all this extra time? Like, what do you mean all this extra time? (laughs) Yeah. Or like the, the, you know, of course, if you're, if as, as a mom, if you're able to learn something new during this time, that's wonderful. But like, realistically, you know, especially if you've got, you know, 
you've got a baby or you've got school age kids or, you know, whatever age group your kids are in, um, it mean it, it's going to be an unrealistic expectation to think that you're going to come out like learning all these new skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but like I said, if you do, that is wonderful. Yeah. I am going to applaud anyone, <laughs> anyone who does that. And that, <laughs> that was my really ambitious intention at the beginning of so I'm like, I am going to learn everything there is to learn. I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to master my yoga handstand and none of that has happened because I mean, it's just like this weird grieving process and emotional roller coaster that we're kind of going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then now you've got a toddler. So, uh, yeah, you probably get through a couple of pages of a book and then, uh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I can't even, I mean, I can't, I can't read near her because she just wants to look at the pages and then rip them out. So <laughs> put away your crayons. I say, tell you that. Yeah. And she's just in that stage where she's kind of walking, but not really. So it's either we take her outside and she rolls around in the mud or we just drive her around in her car. So there's not really that. She doesn't have that freedom of mobility yet where we could just kind of spend time outside and she can wander around. So I'm looking forward to at least having that soon. Yeah. Even just being able to go for a, a, a walk around the block without it being so cold. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an emotionally uh, reactive dog. So the combination of walking him with her in the stroller is very <laughs> fun adventure <laughs> especially with everyone home and they're all doing the same thing because they're cooped up in their houses oh yeah and, the, and, and keeping a six foot distance yes <laughs> oh my goodness so how as moms can we find time for mindfulness during these weird times and how can we kind of at least find some kind of inspiration for to feel any ounce of empowerment right now yes yeah, so i would say the the biggest thing that would help moms right now is the journaling. Uh, I mean, even if you have to lock yourself in the bathroom for a couple of minutes, I, you know, whatever it takes, because I think as, especially as women, sometimes we hold the emotions inside and we want to put on this thing, like, it's okay. We're good. We're strong. But then we end up bottling all that inside. So even if you, you know, like I said, lock yourself in the bathroom, say, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and, you know, just kind of sit and write out whatever you're feeling. Or uh, my one of my favorite things is, you know, the gratitude list. It can be three things. It can be 10 things. It can be 50 things, um, you know, that you're grateful for. And there's no rules for it. Um, it doesn't have to be like, huge things. It can be your cup of coffee that you're grateful for. Um, you know, you can be grateful for the roof over your head, but I think those couple of minutes are really going to give you that power back to say, okay, it's going to be okay. Um, you know, as a family, as a country, as a world, we're going through this pandemic. Um, but we're going to get through it. And, um, and just to, add on to that or piggyback off of that, uh, turn off the news. I I mean, stay up to date with things, but don't, don't keep it on, you know, 24 seven. I think that's going to give you your power back. 
Have you found that with expressive writing and journaling and being able to kind of pour your emotions onto a page, it's made you, given you a, what am I trying to say? It's helped you be more vulnerable verbally and tell others what you want and what you need. Oh, definitely. Because I, um, you know, I've always been non-confrontational and then I'm an empath. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can Same. <laughs> yeah. like, so the, the combo of those two, you know, working through it with journaling, it's like, now I can better put into words without feeling like, okay, I've just been quiet up to a point And then I sound like I'm going to explode. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like the intention is not to sound like you're angry, but for some reason, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, you're, you're expressing something that's very tame, but then I don't know what it is. Like the tone, your tone changes, mm-hmm. your voice sounds shaky. And then you sound like you're, you're mad or you're, you know, you're going to cry. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so it it has definitely helped, um, you know, for me to, to process that and then express, uh, express it more confidently and without feeling like I sound confrontational. I think for me, I also always sound mad because I'm somehow also channeling as an empath that person's emotion <laughs> and kind of giving them that mirror. So I think journaling also helps me distinguish, okay, is this mine or is it someone else's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Like distinguishing the like, okay, it's it's them. It's what they're going through. It's not me, you know, like remember to to try and partition it or separate it. Um, because yeah, I mean, I feel like if, if uh, you know, family member, loved one, friend, you know, I can feel that energy. Then all of a sudden I'm like, why do I feel so gloomy? <laughs> <laughs> so as um, also a lover of journaling, I need to know, do you have different journals for different purposes? <laughs> so uh, currently I only stick with one. But, um, (laughs) recently, you know, and this, this was, I think in February, um, when I had gone to Barnes and Noble and, you know, they've got that, that section where they've got all the the books. Yeah. So they had a, um, a journal that, uh, Jen, um, Sincero, uh, I'm mm-hmm. butchering your last name, made based off of her You Are a Badass books. Um, I'm reading that right yeah, now. Oh gosh, yeah, great series of books. So it's it's like daily prompts, you know, based or rooted in that you are a badass mindset. So I was like, maybe I need to switch back and forth, like do do some daily journaling. And then on days where I just need that extra, like, you know, Sam conquering a new project or, you know, there's, you know, new collaboration, like maybe I need to tap into this journal. Mm. Yeah. I have a journal problem. <laughs> oh, do you have a whole collection of different pretty journals? Yes. Well, okay. I have one. I have one for meditation. I have one for gratitude. I have one, uh, upstairs when I do yoga. So I'll like post yoga, okay. um, downloads. I have one for a to-do list where I can like really get in there and cross off everything in my to-do list. And then I also have one for when I do like healing sessions or brainstorming sessions, kind of all those like inspirational manifesting empowerment stuff. And there's one more. 
Oh, and then I have like a channeling one because I've been doing this channeling meditation from Gabby Bernstein. Okay, yes. And so I write my channels down in there. So I have a lot. When- <laughs> oh, I love I I loved Super Attractor. I, uh, I have you read that book? Yeah, yeah. Oh it's- my gosh, love it. Yeah. So I've been, she had, well, this one was actually, I think it was part of her miracle membership where it was like, she guides you through meeting your spirit guides. And then you do like a channel journaling from them. So I have a collection of all the ones I've done. And I think I've been doing it for here and there for three years. So I have like three years worth of it. Yeah. I have her, um, the, uh, what is it called? The spirit, spirit app, spirit junkie app. But occasionally mm. I have to offload it because I just, I have too much stuff on my phone. It's hogging up a lot of space. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what is on your spiritual bucket list? Wow. So um, back in January, for the first time I experienced a sound bath, it was at a yoga retreat. Mm. And uh, I mean, it was, it was at the, at a convention center. So it's a huge room. I mean, everyone, everyone was laying like mat to mat to mat. It was like packed to capacity. And it was so, I just felt so light afterwards. And, uh, and I journaled a lot that day. So I remember after that, my husband said, you know, I know sometimes you go for like a workout or you went to this yoga convention or you, you know, you do a lot of self-care, but he's like, you've never really taken like a vacation, like separate from us where you can just kind of really relax and, you know, rediscover and, and have some time to yourself. So I had talked to him about, you know, I want to look into like a yoga sound bath retreat, which I'm sure that's probably going to end up being in the fall or at the end of the year. Um, But I would really love to do that where I'm literally just unplugged and uh, in tune with, uh, you know, everything going on internally, you know, my emotions. Mm, That sounds wonderful. I think we're all going to need that. The cleansing. (laughs) Yes. yes. The cleansing of this time. (laughs) And as you know, I like to end this podcast with wise words for anyone listening who needs that extra encouragement to be more mindful or present today, or just step into their highest self. So what are your wise words to end on? So my wise words uh, to your listeners are you don't need three hours or even one hour. It's just a couple minutes. And if you make that time for yourself, you're going to feel a world of a difference. And if you take those five minutes for yourself, you're probably going to discover when you look at your routine and your schedule that you may actually have that hour for yourself. It'll be, it might be in chunks throughout the day, but probably have that hour that you can devote to yourself.
Thank you for listening to Enlightenhood. For more wisdom from spiritual mamas like you in the form of guided meditations, videos, articles, masterclasses, and more, check us out at enlightenhood.com or connect with us on Instagram at enlightenhood. If you need a tribe of like-minded women to dive into personal and spiritual development with, check out our monthly membership where we show up, go inward and upward together. Enroll today at enlightenhood.com backslash membership for less than the cost of a yoga class. Until next time, you mindful mamas.